Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold, and this week we have part two of my interview with Taryn Killam, who is the greatest guy in the world. I mean, what a mensch. What a, I had so much fun uh, speaking with him and talking to him and interviewing him while he was in his car. It was just great. He has the best beard, by the way. He has a really good beard. And I just had so much fun with him. So I hope you you have fun listening. Really just, and what a great actor. And just, ugh, I love when I meet nice people in this business. I just love it. And I'm going to hang out with him when I go to L.A. So yeah, I have some famous friends. But um, I hope I hope you do enjoy. Um, just wanted everyone to know I'm free of COVID. I am COVID-free negative, and uh, my gig that was supposed to be June 2nd at the Wall Street Theater with Jessica Kirsten has been moved to October 6th at the Wall Street Theater, and that is in Norwalk, Connecticut. My gig at the Greenwich Odeon Theater in Rhode Island uh, is rescheduled for November 5th just want to let you know that I'm all better and I, I hope you enjoy listening and uh, sit back, relax, or run on that treadmill or do whatever you're doing. I just, I hope you like it. So yeah, so third time I did it, then you get called back again, not to audition, but to meet with Lauren to do the sort of crazy So was, he's there for the first audition too, right? He's there for all- For everything, Lauren, Lauren, yeah. Lauren, okay, Lauren, Lauren, Okay, so, so it's just you and Lauren. In his office, yes. So, so you, so the okay. Are you freaking out? Are you fucking like? First of all, you get this call a year later. Are you like, oh my god? Like it was out of the blue, right? The out of the blue was like, whoa. Okay, good, good yeah. thing. Time to go into professional mode. Like that was the thing. Is like first time was like joyful, exuberant. Right. Like oh my god. Like, 
Oh God! Right. Third time was like eye of the tiger. Focus. Do the shit and go home and have no regrets. And so by the time the crazy check, like there's definitely like I want to soak it all in. They bring you up to the 17th floor. You meet with the talent department. You meet with Tom Broker, who's the head of the wardrobe department. Everybody's just trying to vibe you out, and and I knew that. And so everyone meets with you before beforehand everybody kind of smells yeah. you you know what i mean like dogs in a in a dog park right right and sniff at you. yeah um and because nasim had been on for a year because jillian had been hired as a writer and i kind of had friends going through it i knew what was happening so i knew like my only job here is to just be authentic um right. to just be not try to tell more jokes and be funnier not try to just have a conversation be a human being that they might want to work with for 20, 20, 22 weeks out of the year. Right. So I go in, you know, and you're waiting because you see other people there, they're considering. And then my time comes to go in with Lauren. Isn't that the remember- worst? Wait, when you're watching like your competition, you're like, oh, sure. Fuck. Yeah. It's so horrible. All right. Sorry. It's, go ahead. It's a tricky thing. No, yeah, it is. You know, it, it's part of it. And, and I think also at that point is like, there weren't too many people that looked like me. Like, so it's like, oh, they're considering a lot of different options. So they don't even really know necessarily, which I I found peace in that. I don't, I don't know why. Right. Um, But yeah, so go in and Lauren was wearing like a pastel colored polo, which was like very like, okay, okay. And he was texting on his phone Uh and he's like, sorry, uh, I'm just texting with my son. And I think I said, I, I said, I said, yeah, I hear that's the best way to communicate with kids these days. And he kind of chuckled at that. Oh, that's good. And that was okay. And then. But and are then, you yeah. shitting in your pants? At, like, oh God, like, are you so self-aware? I'd be very self-aware, very, very, uh, yes, aware of every tick, of every move. Um, he's, it's a very intimidating thing. You know what I mean? Like he, he means a lot to me. That's, that's the truth that like I've had to work on, like after leaving the show, like is realizing like, no, this is a significant figure in your life who means a lot to you before you even met him, like created the show that truly is like that in the Simpsons are the most formative pieces of art in my life that define my sensibility as a comedian or comedic actor. Um, but it was a pretty good conversation. Lauren loves to do sports analogies. So he's like, you know, it's that thing where do you have, uh, do you have a hundred mile hour fastball? You know what I mean? People leave the show, they come back and they still have like a 78 mile an hour fastball, but they've lost that thing. They've lost that touch. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, you need the audience to discover you. So, so, you know, it's, who's on the roster, who's my favorite player, whose jersey do I want to wear? You know, and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> And he's like, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> he said at it. the end, he said at the end, do you have any questions for me? And I did. I, I was like, music is such a huge part of this show. And I think, and I think like an overlooked part, like it's just, I, I love the music. And, and from the, beginning you've had the greatest bands on earth and i know music's so important to you because your beatles sketch so are do you still get excited about the music to this day and he said um um i would know to hire eminem i wouldn't pretend uh to tell him what song to sing and i was like totally makes sense that's very cool and very honest and i appreciate it and we stood up and he shook my hand and he said okay this will all be over soon and I was like, and I said, thank you. And I, and I walked out and that's the moment that like, I kicked myself about over and over and over again. Cause like he said, this will be over. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You right, said, right, right, you. right. That makes it yeah, think, you like said, you thank want you. this to be over with. Right, like, right, right, right. But, and I hated it. But what I did was, cause some of the people who were there to meet with him knew each other and they're like, we're going to hang out afterwards. You should come. But I didn't get anybody's phone number. So I went back to the hotel and I was like, um, could I get the room number for, for a girl named Jet or a girl named Vanessa? <laughs> and they're like, no, sir, that's not how hotels have ever worked in the history <laughs> yeah. of hotels. Okay, like, you little okay, good predator. You, good yeah. yeah. Um, so I went down, you're gonna, I think you'll appreciate this. I went down to the village. I went to uh, Chocolate by the Bald Man, Max Brenner restaurant do you know that mm-hmm. on like 13th and university yeah <laughs> and i i had like a very indulgent meal 
I went across the street to the movie theater there and I saw the first Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of decompressed. So I'm just watching like Sylvester oh, Stallone. That's and, hilarious. Like, people, like, yeah. Just thinking about it. And then I walked from like 13th and University all the way back up to my hotel, which is on 52nd, 52nd and 6th. Um, and I got back to my hotel room at like 1.30 and my phone rings and it's a New York number. And I pick up and I hear, Ted, hey, it's Seth Myers. And I'm like, hi. He's like, hey, we, we heard you have an early flight out in the morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, well, uh, we just thought we'd make it an easier flight. And I'd like to say on behalf of Lauren Michaels, we'd like to invite you to join the cast of SNL. Oh, my God. Was like, it was yes. 1.30 in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Were you, did call- you, did you know that was the call when he said it was Seth? Yeah, yeah, you get a, you know, you, you, it, it feels more likely than not, I'll say. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so you hear Seth's voice, you're like, oh fuck, and I did say, oh shit, like six times. I think like, oh shit, oh yeah. shit, and I was like, Seth, I liked you before, but now, like, you know, all that. I just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, wanting to celebrate, not wanting to feel disingenuous, wanting to say I love you, wanting to get off the phone to call right. everybody, everybody you know, yeah. yeah, called my wife. Had to leave a message. Uh, oh, that's the worst. The- yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the worst. Okay, yeah. Uh, call me back. Uh, it's Nick yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, called uh, Lindsay Shookus called me, who's a producer at SNL, and congratulated me and told me she was so excited, and that meant the world to me. And then I called my mom, and and so you know, if it's one thirty, it's still like uh, what's the math? 1030? 1030, yeah. 10.30 West Coast. So it's later, but but she's up. She goes, hello. And I go, hi, mom. How you doing? She's doing it. She goes, I'm doing very well. How are you? Oh, God, I, that's so not Jewish. Because <laughs> it would have been like, what's wrong? All right, yeah, go yeah, ahead. She, yeah, no, she played yeah. too, but, but we were both like in the pocket together. Right, I think, right. I think she mentioned she was watching like an old black and white movie. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I just said, mom, I got it. And I just hear silence. And then, of course you did. <laughs> and that was like, that's kind of, that that sort of feels like the moment it became real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, man. Oh, wow. Like, that's fucking cow. great. And then yeah. when, when, <laughs> when did you get your wife back on the phone? She called, she called like right out. She called me back eventually. And, and you were like, we fuck you. I had to tell my mother like, first. Who are you? Who are you with? You. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find you. I'll sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to be a big star now. And I'm going to sue you for all your money. <laughs> so how soon after you got it, did you start? I had a while. For whatever reason, we had a lot of time, which is not always the case. Like for a lot of people, I've heard more often than not, like fly out next week and start right, moving yeah. to New York. And we, we have like three or four weeks. We had a little bit of time and like Kobe threw a really nice, like going away party for me, which is like, was she so upset? She must've been so upset and happy. Was, I'll be honest, Judy. Like, yeah, it was conflicting. Right. And it was a really tricky time. Cause she was still doing how I met your mother out here. Right. So for the first four seasons I was on SNL, I commuted. I so did you stay? You, did you stay three weeks here and then one week and yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh, yeah. that's and, so and hard. We, we had a one-year-old at the time. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was tricky. It was the 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 first year or first season is sort of euphoric and you're like, this right. is a dream job. And then like year two is sort of like, okay, okay, we're doing this still. Right. And then by year three, you're like, I don't know how much more. And year four, I never wanted to be on an airplane ever again. Yeah. So you are very close with Vanessa Bayer. Very. Yeah. I love her. I love her brother. I love that for you. I love, oh, just her in general? Same. Yes, yeah. Jonah. I love her and I love her brother. Um, yes, me too. And she's just, uh, she's so fucking talented. Okay. You had a seven-year contract, right? Yes. And you were there six years, but I don't, I don't care about that. I just, sure. I want to know, first of all, your first show. Yes. And you're like, what the fuck did that feel like? And then, you know, I always, I'm a little upset. I'm sure everyone is because, you know, anytime you think something that you're the only one, it's like everyone is. 
But I always like at the end, I always watch to see who's hugging each other. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who's friends and blah, 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 blah. You know, like that's you know, one of my so who's who's furious that their sketch got cut at the right, last Right, right. Who's in a uh, weird costume you hadn't even seen yet in the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've I've gone to the dress rehearsal, which is the better no. one to go. So there's I two agree. people don't realize there's two Shows. tape. There's a tape taping, yes. and they're well, they tape the live one too. But yeah, uh, yeah. and so the the dress rehearsal's better because you see more sketches, right? Because they cut exactly. Yes. Um. And it's more fun and you're freer and, you know, and then yeah, I think like, I, I think it's dress. So like for an audience, maybe the stakes don't seem as high, but for the cast and writers, the stakes are even higher. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Because like, you don't know if it's going to get cut. And also exactly. don't some things kill in the dress rehearsal and then bomb. Absolutely. And in Absolutely. the, yeah, it depends well, on the fucking audience. It depends on the audience. It depends on on the factors of the sketch. And did the cue happen well enough? And did they get cut to the right shot? There's right, so right. The harder, the harder drop-off, honestly, and this is very frequent, is that something would kill on Wednesday at the table. Right. Something the the funniest sketch. Everybody dying tears in their eyes. And that was almost like a kiss of death because right. that was normally the sketch that maybe it just couldn't meet the expectations or more likely that, you know, more often than not, like just wouldn't connect with an audience, right. you know, like when you have an audience of like, we know better, smart, you know, cynical comedy writers, they find different things funny than someone who's like, I want oh, to sketch yeah. an iconic thing in SNL, you know, and I want to see an impression of the president, you know? Yeah. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come, it can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor, and I love them. And they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. So your first show. My first show. Were I you in any sketches? No. I was in I was in one live sketch and I was in I had a small moment in a in the Lonely Island pre-tape that week. Um, but I was okay with that. I was like, that was and, the gift of Mad TV, because Mad TV kind of taught me like it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint kind of thing. And like be grateful to even be invited to the party kind of thing. Right, That's right. how I felt. 
you're writing all week too, right? Oh, all yeah. the yeah. all the actors write. Every cast member ha- yeah. is supposed to submit at least one sketch that's kind of their idea. I that wrote that week I wrote an update piece as as a character I'd done at the Groundlings and then wrote a sketch with with Seth actually that I that I pitched on Monday pitched in the room and it went okay but it How was like, your first pitch? Pretty good because it was very earnest. Um I never was great at that like I really like struggled to kind of find my my game. People like Fred Armisen were so good at finding their game which was like I'm going to say something so irreverent and 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 maybe even teetering on offensive, but in a way where I blame somebody else. Right. So he'd be like, like, you know, um, I thought it'd be really funny if like, uh, you know, if we play like, like, uh, you know, like tree huggers, but we're like sexual fetishists. Like we're, we're also like, we don't care if they cut them down as long as we can hug them afterwards. Um, also, Colin had this like uh, Brianna Taylor idea, but I thought it was in really poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> always 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 right. made the room laugh um, right. i didn't do that and and what i should have learned from my first week was to just kind of say what i'm working on as opposed to try to be funny because the ones where i was like trying to be hip and right. i would just fail absolutely miserably right. and i could feel like other writers and cast going like what are you doing just shut up just shut up just say you're working on a freaking like basketball impression sketch did you what was it like hearing your name for the first time like the coolest the coolest oh i bet i bet because we we had the last season and a half of pardo doing it too before daryl took over oh that was huge he wasn't coming into the studio anymore like i think we we maybe just missed him by a year on that he lived in arizona i think and they would like fly him out to do it live wow and then they just because he, he was getting up there in years they kind of built a studio for him in his home but uh, yeah, getting to hear Pardo say my name was like the coolest. And then at the end, the first, when you were all standing at the end. The good nights? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the first one, really. I don't have a significant moment from that. By the, by the, by the third or fourth show, I started doing a thing because the, the good nights, there's, you always hear the piano playing before yeah. the drums drop in. Yeah. You know, and I would always, I always would jump when the drum when the drum beat dropped in that just be, kind of became my own thing it was just kind of like a way for me to kind of oh like yeah i remember that yeah stand out but shake yeah. it off i just would jump and just kind of like all right reset and move on and yeah yeah now, the parties are the parties afterwards are yes. very famous um, yeah yeah first of all you must have felt so guilty with a baby at home <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. And Kobe. And Kobe. Flew out for my first yeah. Show. So she flew out for my first show. We went to the after party, which was at a place we only went to that time. It was like, it was like on the east side somewhere, like just north of South Street Seaport, sort of something Ugh, like that. It was really, yeah. a really weird, like big development, like hotel area. Um, and we went there, and Jay Farrow had 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 done Will Smith on Weekend Update, and like yeah. everybody was clamoring to like shake his hand and stuff. So, which, which, like, well, because Will uh, Smith's such a great guy. Uh-oh. Hey now, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that I could have been clever and said like he had yeah. such a great impression. It, that impression really slapped. Uh, hey now, hey now, yeah. Um, that that just felt like me in the pitch room on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. But no. So so we made an appearance. Their pressure was off. Like to like say hi or say, cause I'd had like a nothing week and, and it was really fun. And Amy Poehler was the host. She was kind of like the perfect first host to have cause she knew exactly what you were going through. Right. And she's just very kind anyway. But um, Kobe rented us a room at the plaza. So we just did a, did a lap at the after party, got in the car and went to the plaza and just because uh, we, I we know left. what you did there. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Well, uh, you said your favorite guest host was Drake. He was one of the best. It was always the kids. It was always those like. Wait, Disney I gotta ring kids. the bell for Drake because he's a Jew. Go ahead. Ring, give it up for Drake. For Drake, half right. Full his mother mom. bar mitzvah. Great. Don't even don't even try to take him, Taryn. I would never. No, I mean I would no. I would never do that. Um, and uh, then, but in a he, way, Drake belongs to all of us. You know what I mean? He really does. He really does. <laughs> And he had his after party at Dave and Buster's. Oh, Judy, that was the weirdest, greatest, most insane. Like, 
if if the like iconic parties of the seventies were like at some like West Village jazz right. club where or Bill Studio Fifty Four, yeah, or yeah, Fifty Four, and there's blow and like yeah, somebody punches somebody in the face. Our crazy after party is at the Times Square Dave and Buster's rented <laughs> out by Drake, where he flew in a private jet full of the strippers from his strip club in Toronto, who got in a fight. And one, two of the strippers got in a fight and one pulled the other's weave off of her head. <laughs> like they he pulled the weave off and they kind of fell over the Dance Dance Revolution machine. Uh-uh. <laughs> and all the nerdy comedy people are like sitting, like playing four-way Pac-Man. Oh going, God, that's oh, hilarious. <laughs> you said um, uh, your favorite, uh, whatchamacallit, musical guest was Eminem. He was great. I, I think I think probably the favorite that I saw, quite honestly, was Prince. Prince did. Oh my God. Can you fucking believe you saw Prince live? No, no. Like and the way 15 we saw him feet too. away. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He did instead of like two musical numbers, he just consolidated them into one seven minute like mont, like medley. Yeah. And it was insane. And he just shredded on the guitar. He's just a Full rock star. It was amazing. Eminem was great because, oh, like I said, so like, talented. Lose Yourself was like my pump up song, and I got to like shake his hand, and he was very nice to me. So I, that was very cool interaction. But Prince was like, Prince was. Oh, I can't even imagine. Crazy. Was yeah. um, was there anyone who you like just freaked the fuck out about? I mean, I'm gonna talk about Orange Fuckface for a minute, but before sure, that. Sure, sure. Before that, was there anyone like, because I remember when I worked on Rosie and there some certain guests, I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't even want to meet them because, you know, they're my hero there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Jim Carrey was a big deal for me, but the show does a very good job of like teaching you to see the human because not only are they the biggest celebrities and, and, and you know, public figures. Um, but they're on their best behavior. They're very vulnerable, right? So you're, you're meeting these famous people, but almost nobody comes into SNL going like, I got this. <laughs> I know right. exactly what I'm doing and I'm going to be the best. Everybody's very, very uh, insecure and self-conscious and unsure. So you kind of meet people, you, you meet a very uh, vulnerable version of everybody, a very like open to any kind this of guidance guy, yeah. and Cause it's, it's really, it's, I mean, it's, it's an amazing, it's like an incredible amount of baggage to carry. You know, you're hosting this fucking iconic show. You're the star and it's comedy. And if you don't know comedy, it's scary. I mean, people always say that's the scariest thing. I mean, to do a monologue, it's the first thing they do is probably the scariest thing they ever had to do in their life. You know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. I got to, I did get to geek out on Jim a little bit at the 40th, which was nice. But even then that was very respectful. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't go crazy over, but any, and and if anything, like very quickly, my, I realized like, I'm, I'm not my best self when I'm like trying, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like if if it happens organically and I bond and connect with somebody, same way. But if I like try to be like, hey, hey, you know, yeah. you know who we know, you know, who we have in common. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do it. It's 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 so. I know. And it, yeah, and it's like, so fake. And I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, before I just have to say your mother. And I your mother's birthday is November 16th and mine yes. is November 15th. OK, so. Hey. Yes, that's right. Except I'm not a fucking annoying therapist. Anyway, I forgot. <laughs> I wrote that in my notes and I forgot to tell you. So you really bonded. Who like who were your bondy bond? B- Vanessa, Vanessa, Bobby, Jay. Um, yeah, we're we're like I, I came in with Vanessa, Jay, and and Paul Britton. Paul uh, left the show in the middle of his second season. So that was like hard. That was the first sort of like, oh, right. This is a this business. is a job. Yeah, this is a job. Um, but yeah, but Bobby and Vanessa, those were always kind of the people who are like my safe haven. You know, like if I was like losing my mind or being like, oh, everybody hates me or I'll never be funny right. again. Those were the first two rooms I would always go to. This is what I know in my research. Okay. okay. Lauren says, gives directive before orange fuck faces on 
<laughs> because he wants Orange Fuckface to be on. But he says, go easy on, go easy on him. Yeah. Because uh, I want him to be, be the host. This is before the Orange Fuckface. Yeah, I mean, um, like, it, 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 it's, not, it's not said that directly. I, and I think, like, I've done a lot of work, Judy, on, on me and my relationship to the show yeah. and the way that we parted. Um, and I've definitely been able to sort of claim a lot more responsibility for, um, I wasn't bringing my best self. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, yeah. I was worn down and, and I need to like, but, but that being said, I was given this task. Like, first of all, we had to audition to play Trump. Like I reached out to the then head writer and was like, do I need, should I be working on a Trump impression? Is this something, do we know what, how the show's going to handle this? And what that led to was an audition. And so, like, I auditioned against Beck, against Pete Davidson, against AD. It was a whole thing. And, 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 you know, I'm going into my then sixth year, I guess. And it was, um, I don't know. I, I think I was a little, like, resentful about it and kind of right. like, either pick me or don't. What is this about? Like, why is there so much preciousness being put on this? When, honestly, and this is, this is where I need to claim a lot of responsibility, I hated that this person was getting any attention. I agree. I totally agree with you. I absolutely had a negative point of view, uh, a negative, I, I could not find the joy in it. Right. I found it terrifying. I found it disheartening. I found it quite honestly depressing. Right. Um, and I'm given this task of like making him funny, right? And so you can't, people don't understand. He's so evil and horrible. You can't find the funny. You can't find that disarming vulnerability because there is none. Except, except though, I will say what James Austin is doing on the show now. He, oh, he great. Yeah, he did it. He did it. He yeah. did. He did. And I couldn't do that. And I no, think. No, I'm saying because, because of your feelings about him, there was no way you were going right, to be exactly, able to. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think, I think to be more fair to Lauren than, than I've been. Um, I think what he's saying is like, you can't hate the person you're playing. You can't, right. you have to find a way in, you have to find a way to make him likable. Now, there certainly were like jokes and point of views and structures that I think some of the show wanted to do that were, we were definitely steered away from before he hosted. And I think that some of these same avenues and point of views on him became available to the show once Alec took over and once the public opinion was, you know, more of the public opinion was right. this guy is a, a, Well, a, we a, already knew because, yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, like, the sort of public relationship between Orange F Face, as you call him, and, and SNL became right. a negative one, right? Where, where he started attacking the show he wanted the show investigated. I have yeah, it in yeah, my yeah. book. I have it in my book. I can't fucking believe, you know, yeah, you're going to investigate yeah. a, a satirical show. What yes. the fuck is wrong? Oh, I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I, I did it two and a half times on the show. I did, I did two cold opens as him and then was in the monologue when he hosted as him, but with Daryl there. And then at that time, the Republican field was so huge. There was so right. many, it was like 10 people. They were like, we think we're going to either have Daryl do Trump and have you do Ted Cruz. We think Ted Cruz could be a viable thing. And I'm like, I point blank said, like, please don't do, like, please let me do it. Just because like, at that point, I was not getting feedback that it was bad. I was just like, and we'd only done it twice. And, so, and people were like, all right, pretty good. Yeah, but certainly w was not doing a a version or or portraying a point of view that I was behind, or that it was sort of like, oh, aren't I eccentric? And I that that's not what yeah. was at the core of what was happening to me. Um, so then it just kind of happened organically, where Daryl took over, and that I was cool with because one, Daryl's Trump uh, is hilarious, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, his like Domino's commercial that he did years before was so good. But it was pretty unceremonious. It did feel like a little, like, um, you know, it felt like a, like a, like a fail, but also like a punishment that I didn't necessarily deserve. Felt like I deserved, you know. Right. But 
Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. The things I read, you know, from interviews that you did, when fuckface, uh, that, that that you have a dinner with the co- host at the beginning yes, of the every, week, sort of a Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a sort of bonding dinner. What you can't bond with that fucking piece of shit. But, <laughs> um, and, he brought uh Javanka. Yep. And uh melanoma, right? Correct. He brought Melania. The whole fam. Yeah. yeah. And and Javanka. And and I said melanoma, by the way, just to make anyone who has any cancer on their face or skin really upset because everything's about you. Okay. So um so he brought them, which doesn't happen because it's sort of like a every now and then, every now and then a guest will bring, uh, you know, a, a significant, significant other. Charlize Theron was dating Sean Penn. And so like he kind of crashed. Oh, well, dinner, that's good. Cool, yeah. It was exciting and weird. And yeah. Um, but yeah, but for a plus three, that was that was the first and only plus three I saw at a host dinner. And you you said that he mentioned that it. He doesn't really like want to win because he just bought this property in Scotland and he's not going to be able to go to it if he becomes president. True story. Yes. And it's so interesting because he was such a good president, you know, (laughs) even though he didn't get to go to Scotland. He was so good. And he worked so hard. He never got. um, That was the quote. Lord, if I don't win this thing, I'm going to be fine. We just bought this beautiful property in Scotland. If I have to be president, I'm never going to see that thing. I hate him so. Like, I, like, I hate, hate oh, him. Okay. He has fucking destroyed those fucking Supreme Court. I can't. Okay, we can't I get know, into that. I know. Kill um, me now. Kill me now. That's right. So at the table read, you were here. There were protesters outside. You said yeah, you, you heard. Yeah, you could hear like, a, like thousands of people gathered because this is after he'd made the statements about. Mexico and them sending rapists over yeah. and never, you know, and, and people are saying, you know, chanting shame on you, NBC, and you shouldn't have this happen. And like, it was, it was truly like a full circus just because he struggled reading. He, um, took a he call. can't read. He took a call at the, at the beginning of the second half of the read. Like a, he took like a two minute phone call and he went, uh-huh. That's very good. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. Okay, do that. Absolutely. Is that right? You don't sing. Okay. 
and there's 60 very talented people waiting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. What now? You don't say. Then what did you say? No. Uh-huh. Okay. And he hung up and he just said, I just found out my new book is number one. You know, and you're like, oh, okay. shut the fuck up, you fucking piece of shit. How in person? I met him in person. He's so yeah. heinous looking. I can't even. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he has no sense of humor. You have to add no. or self-awareness. You can't. No. no. Um, where was the party? Did they have an after party for that one? Or did you just all go get me the fuck out of here right now? God, Judy, that's such a good question. I don't remember. I don't wow. remember the after party. You say that after Seth Meyers left, everything changed on the show. I think that was I think that was my bitter feeling. I think I think my safety on the show right. felt felt challenged. Um, I think just I I found that that was sort of a shift that, that for myself of just um, my own self confidence, my my enjoyment on the show. Yeah, yeah. But it's I love, fun. Yeah, you love Seth. I love Seth and I, and I, I sort of, you know, he's the one that called and gave me the job. And I look to him as sort of this, um, you know, kind of older brother figure, mentor figure, kind of like, uh, you know, and, um, and so I think quite honestly, like I didn't feel prepared or worthy enough to be like, like who's going to step up. And, and there was right. plenty, plenty of, um, talented, deserving, worthy people, um, but I think for that, that on top of a million other reasons, I just was kind of like ready, ready to, to. But look at, on. you're like such a good act. Like you're so good. You're very nice. No, Judy. I know, but you are, you're, you're, uh, you're just, I'm telling you, you're getting an Academy Award at some point oh, before damn, you're I'll dropped dead. And you can call up your mother and she'll be like, hello. Um, of course you did. Of course Mom, why you Why did you won? watch the show? <laughs> Do you still watch SNL? Yes, I do. I do. And you know what? You know what was really healing was kind of like watching the SNL at homes because you heard about the pandemic, right? Yeah. What? Okay. Wait, uh, what happened? Did anyone die? Oh, it sucked. Oh, almost a million people. Yeah. It's what? Awful. No, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. a million now. It's over a million over? now. Oh, I just really, I think Orange Fuckface did such a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, oh, my, but there was yeah. something, um, there was there was an element of those SNL at homes that I really fell in love with, which was just kind of like putting on a show. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, like Groundlings, Second yeah. City. It was raw, whatever cardboard raw. boxes and bathrobes I have, and I'm just doing, you know. And, it, and there was a pureness to it that I really loved and enjoyed. And um, yeah, and so now, now I, I check in every week for sure. Um, you are, of course, married to Kobe, who um, my son's in love with, and um, <laughs> you have two beautiful children. So you have everything. Yeah, you yeah. could ever and you live you're back in la you're working yes. you're doing a movie i mean come on we're doing okay we're doing okay and shaylin kato kill him yes and juanita may kill him i know so here here's they're what I'm so reveal. cute here's here's what i'm gonna reveal to you judy i'm only gonna i'm gonna it's a half reveal we have no idea where the janita name came from that is not our younger child's name but no we, way! Um, we absolutely love that it's publicly Janita that we refuse to <laughs> correct it. Oh my god, you have to call her Janita. We the the I I really love Rams football, whose house Rams. Yeah. Um, and they did the loveliest, kindest thing where like I got to do kind of like like um I got to give award, I, I got to award a uh former veteran turned nurse Super Bowl tickets on the field during the game. Wow. It was such a cool thing. And they very generously gave me these goodie bags, and they were so thoughtful. They went online the way same way you did. To and what was things. for Juanita? What was for Janita? And oh, Janita, Juanita. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I know, but that's the thing is like Janita isn't even like a name I've ever heard before. Well, it doesn't fit with Shaylin. I mean, come no, on. It's I, a very I was like, what happened? Shaylin and Janita. It is. It is the best. It is. The oh, best. I love it. So, yeah. so um. All right. I, I could talk to you. You are the greatest. I could talk to you forever. You. No, Same. you are. I agree. Let's get, uh, the, let's get a meal. When, when I'm oh, please. I was just, when, when you come here, I was just in LA doing the Netflix is a joke festival. Anyway, oh. 
I always ask two questions. Great. One, what do you do for your mental health? We're very pro mental health. Uh, I either swim or like float in my pool or play video games and just kind of zone out. Um, I really love playing Fortnite because I can play oh, with three other of my friends and we can with the like, headset on with the headset and go like, how are oh, you? God. What's your week? What's stressing you out? And we kind of talk through our shit. Oh, that's good. Um, or, or, and this is the one I think you'll really love. There's a, there's a very silly game called farm together where it's just you farming in an, in an endless field and you grow vegetables and fruits. Oh, and I would do them. that. It's really just very meditative and very peaceful and very, yeah. I'm going to, oh, that sounds good for me. Farm together. Yeah. Okay. Farm together. Okay. Here's my last question. So, and I ask everyone, the, the podcast is called Kill Me Now because I get annoyed at everything. Yes. So what pisses you off more than anything? It could be anything, but what like makes you so fucking angry? Um, people occupying a shared space who don't move in consideration of anybody but themselves. Oh, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. That that includes line cutters. That includes uh, people cutting you off in a car, people slowing down to look at something or stopping and just checking their bag in the middle of a sidewalk. Or it's just like, just take a moment and go like, if I need to do something, do it. But how can you remove yourself? You know, there's so many times I'm in the car and someone does that shit. And I'm like, my day is being affected by your yes. fucking selfishness. This is, this is the thing. You this fuck, is the thing. You fucking piece of shit. This is exactly. And pull the thing. over. Pull, pull the, the fuck, fuck over. over. Pull the fuck over. Just stop. Do what you need to do. And even if it's an emergency, I'm right. worried for you. But you are you are already at a loss. You're already like, right. like in the red to me because... You didn't have the consideration for anybody that might be behind you, that might be coming in front oh, of you. Oh, it's so annoying. It, and it's now, do you have any road rage during those situations? For sure. for sure. And two daughters are very, very good therapy for that. Right. Dad, I have sons. I have sons. So daddy. I taught them. Th- this is what I taught them. Any Anytime someone would like in a tiny car or blah, 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 or being an asshole, I'm like, that guy has a really small penis. And that's what I taught them. (laughs) (laughs) And so now they, and even when they were kids, they're like, he has a small penis. And I, cause it's so fucking like, why are you such a fucking, we're all trying to get somewhere. You fucking, Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. You're a girl daddy. Yeah, I I do too. Yeah. You're, Oh, you're so cute. (laughs) You're so cute and you're so talented. And I just, are you going to do any more American whatever? Oh, shut up. Laura's I'm writing. Sorry. You got to stop. Yeah. Oh, oh doesn't yeah. he no, use um, people again and again, except for me? Never, except I've never been on. Uh, I I just sold a show to Freebie, which is like Amazon's ad supported yeah. streamer. So I think an announcement's coming out like literally within weeks <gasps> and that's exciting. And then I'm going to shoot the river wild remake, which will be on Netflix right. end of the year, beginning of next year, something like that. And you have a tall lesbian woman in your new show, right? Right. A tall, and there's a tall lesbian, my best friend. We do mm-hmm. lunch. We scream at inconsiderate people. <laughs> oh my God. I, it's how I every episode who... starts and ends me and my, Oh my God. I got to find, you got to find someone. People. Yeah, that's great. I'm in. We're we're doing a nationwide search, so if you need all right, anybody. all right, I'll I'll call my agent. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Taryn Killam. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without Brittany Joe Sowards, who does everything, and now she's married, and now she is Mrs. Brittany Joe Sowards, but she probably won't even like that because, you know, she's kind of cool. If you haven't subscribed to my show and left a review, I hate you. I really hate you. I think you're ridiculous. I know you're busy, but it helps me. It helps me so much. And it's all about me, 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 me. And it helps other people find the podcast. And it allows me to keep doing the podcast because then I get more listeners. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because I make no money. Also, it's summer. You read at the beach. Why not read? Yes, I can say that. When I, they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. That was written by Judy Gould. Oh, I just talked too loud in the mic. 
Judy Gould. Uh, it's a great book, and you'll laugh at the beach. So what else? What, what more could you want? As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I rescheduled some of my uh, gigs that I had to cancel because of COVID, which is not fun. So please stay safe, okay? Wear the mask in the grocery store because you don't know, and this one is really contagious. If you haven't seen Standout, uh, which is a comedy special on Netflix for Pride, it premiered on June 9th. Watch it, because I'm in it, and I'm Judy Gold, and I'm in it. On June 16th, online for WNET, I am hosting a really great panel of comedians, and we're talking about, can I laugh at that? That's the, and you know, it's really about hate speech and what we can laugh at and what we can't laugh at. Uh, and it's a great bunch of comics, Nagin Farsad, Mike Yard, and Alex Edelman, all who have been, every one of those people has been a, a guest on Kill Me Now. And if you're at the Cape, June 24, I start my residency at the Art House. I'll be performing June 24 and June 25th. That's my first week. So get your asses there. Also, please watch the hearings and vote. You have to vote because we got to get this country back in shape. Not that it was ever in great shape, but, you know, I mean, it was in good shape at some certain points. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it does matter. I don't want to get political, but it's getting depressing here. So definitely vote. If you're still listening at this moment, I cannot tell you how much I love you. And I uh, want to acknowledge someone who listens to the end. Okay. And her name is Andrea Shackleford. So, Andrea, I want to say thank you for listening to the end. You're my favorite person this week. And uh, I don't know what else to tell you. I just ate sushi and I, um, you know, I feel a little bloated. feel a little bit bloated. Not that you need to know that, but uh, I don't know what else. Uh, I'm just babbling on and on. Go to my website, judygold.com, and learn everything you want you ever wanted to know about me. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at judygold, J-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And if you're still listening, Andrea, thank you. Thank you all. I really appreciate your love and support. And as we always say, so long. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.